Thank you, everyone, so far. I hope you all agree that it has been a good service so far. Um, wasn't quite sure how the trolleys were going to go. We walked in, Abby and Eve both grabbed a trolley and decided, I don't know if you saw, that they did a worship dance, just going around in a circle with the trolleys. That's the new worship dance I think two-year-olds do. But um, in our family services so far, we've looked at great heroes of faith who trust God and believe that God has all things worked out. We've also looked at great heroes that obey and will do anything that God asks them to do. And today we're going to look at what it means to forgive. I don't know about you, but maybe some of your friends have done something against you and it's hard to forgive them. Maybe it's a stranger. Maybe it, uh, as Leah constantly reminds me, it seems all the bad drivers are out when I drive and not when Miriam drives. But at times it's strangers that does things to us. Other times it's family members. In our household, I am banned from playing Monopoly on Christmas Day after my brother wrongly accused me of cheating at Monopoly. Let's just say we're still harboring a few issues there between my brother and I. But we're going to look at what happened to Joseph when he was mistreated by the closest people to him, by his own brothers. I'm not going to go through the whole story again, but when he was younger, he had 11 brothers that hated him. And one day they threw him in a well and then sold him into slavery. They lied to their father, saying that Joseph had been attacked and killed when in fact he was stuck in this well. As a slave, Joseph ended up in Egypt and through God's favor, and we need to remember that only through God's favor, Joseph ended up being a very important person and then presented an odd opportunity when all these brothers arrived seeking food and Joseph had to choose whether he was going to remain angry with them and not give them any food to the point where that meant they would starve or to forgive. And in Genesis 45, I'm just going to read out a few verses that were read earlier just to remind everyone. Joseph said to his brothers, I am Joseph. Is my father still living? But his brothers were not able to answer him because they were terrified at his presence. The brothers were scared about what Joseph would do because, remember, the brothers threw him into a well and sold him into slavery. What was Joseph going to do? But Joseph said, come close to me. I am your brother Joseph, the one you sold into Egypt. Do not be distressed. Do not be angry with yourselves for selling me here because it was to save lives that God sent me ahead of you. And the story goes on and Joseph forgave his brothers. I don't know about you, but when you read the story or in our household, when you watch the Disney movie on repeat constantly, it's hard to forgive these brothers. They did something dreadful. But Joseph forgave them anyway. He had a choice. He could punish them or he could forgive them. But Joseph didn't want to be bitter or resentful instead. He wanted to be loving and kind. So he chose the heroic way of forgiving his brothers. And that's exactly what God does with each one of us. He could punish each one of us for all the wrong that we have done. But instead, he forgives us because he loves us. Now, some of you will have spotted that I put something on this table. Two warnings. First, do not drink anything on these glasses after the service. If you do, um, I think even Craig Smith is away on holiday, so we don't even have a doctor present. But it will not be pleasant if you drink anything in these cups. Second, if you've seen this before, I didn't create it, but if you've seen this before, don't give the story away. 
Okay, I want you to imagine, this is going to be difficult, the kids might find this easier, that these glasses represent three different things. This glass represents each one of you, okay? Nice and clear and pure. This glass represents sin, okay? I'm going to use the word murky. This is murky water. And this glass is Jesus. Do you think you can remember all of that? Which glass is this one? And this one? And this one? Okay, perfect. Okay. Hands up if you're perfect. Are you sure about that? I'll maybe ask your parents afterwards. Okay, Romans 3.23 says that all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. We have all got sin in each one of us. And the problem is we have a situation. We've gone from clear to murky. Inside each one of us is this murkiness, this dirtiness. We've done things wrong. Maybe it's lying. Maybe it's cheating at Monopoly. I did not, but maybe it is. Maybe it's swearing. Maybe it's disobeying your parents. Maybe it's saying you're perfect when in fact you're not actually perfect. But we are told in the Bible that if we confess our sins, then Jesus is faithful to forgive each one of them. And do you know the amazing thing about Jesus is he's all powerful to forgive sins. Okay, please pray this will work. Jesus pours himself into our life and clears our sin. He forgives all of the wrongdoing that we have done because he loves us. But more than that, Jesus didn't die on the cross just for the folks in this room, but for everybody, for all sin, so that all sin could be forgiven. And he is so powerful that he takes all sin and destroys it on the cross. And you see, this is an important lesson to learn because we are told in Mark chapter 2, only the Son of God can forgive sins. We can forgive one another, sure we can, but only the Son of God can forgive sins. But it goes a little bit further than that for each one of us that is Christians because in Matthew chapter 6 it says this, For if you forgive other people when they sin against you, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if you do not forgive others their sins, your Father will not forgive your sins. This verse just simply means that if you have been forgiven, if your sins have been cleansed, have been washed away, have been made pure in a slightly yellowy looking glass right now, but if all those things have been cleared, then you don't have just the responsibility but you have the command of God to forgive others. And here's the difficult thing. When that kid at school punches you, I was that kid at school. When that kid at school tells the teacher you've done something wrong, when that best friend of yours betrays you, when a member of our own church hurts you, we are told to forgive because we have been forgiving. And the problem is, if we don't forgive, and this is what Joseph was scared about, if we don't forgive, bitterness and resentment takes our heart and twists it 
twist it to the point where we don't recognize who we are anymore. Do you remember the two criminals on the cross? One comes to Jesus and says, forgive me, I have done wrong. But the other, you can see his heart is twisted in two. So here's the, the two challenges I'm going to give and two encouragements I'm going to give. Firstly, Jesus forgives sins. That's the truth of it. It doesn't matter how bad you are. It doesn't matter if you've not tidied the room or you've cheated at Monopoly or worse, you've done such a deep sin you can think of. Jesus forgives sins. Second, Jesus is all-powerful and he'll forgive every sin. We're told in 1 John 1, 9 that if we confess, all we have to do is confess and repent, then Jesus will forgive every single sin. Here's the two challenges. Do not let bitterness, anger, or grumpiness, or resentment sit in your heart. Choose to forgive others. Don't let sin rule your heart. And lastly, I'm going to read from Ephesians chapter 4. Get rid of all bitterness, rage, and anger, brawling and slander, along with every form of malice. Be kind and compassionate to one another forgiving each other, just as Christ God forgave you. You see, Joseph had a choice. He could have ruined his brother's lives. He could have caused each one of them to starve. But he chose to be kind and compassionate and forgive them. My final challenge is choose to forgive. You all have a choice. Choose to forgive. When we forgive, we will become people who will forgive abundantly and it will be in every aspect of our life. Let's just pray. Father, when we think of your son, Jesus, we think of all the cruelty that he went through because he loved us, because you provided a way that we could be forgiven for all the murkiness and the dirt in our lives. Father, when we think of Joseph and the power that he had in his hands to cast away his brothers, to not give them any food, to choose to throw them away, but instead, with open arms, lovingly welcomed them in, forgiving them and settling in the land of Egypt. Father, we pray that we make the choice to forgive rather than the choice to resent. Father, we pray that we will never forget what your son has done in dying on the cross and clearing our sin when we approach the throne of God. We pray this all in your loving name, knowing that you have forgiven each one of our sins as you are faithful. We pray this in your name. Amen. Now, I think